And so the whole reason for this is for people to learn what the Bible actually says and what God wants for you. And then the third thing this year, the focus on seeking and going into a deeper level of relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, I love you and I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for all that you do. I pray that these next few moments that you would guide, um, guide my words, open our hearts, touch our minds so that we may receive and understand your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Let's go to Psalms 103, verse 7. I've taught on this psalm before, but there's something important that I want you guys to understand. Psalms 103, verse 7. And the reason that I'm teaching this, la razón por la cual estoy enseñando esto, es por lo siguiente, es for the following. Because while we did 21 days of prayer and fasting, there are things that God spoke to you during these days. And maybe he spoke to you in a way that you probably don't understand, especially if this was the first time that you fasted. Maybe you didn't do the 21 full days. Maybe you did the first seven days and it was tough, but you at least tried. Maybe you did half a fast every day uh, up until 12, until one, until two. But you tried and you stuck it out. So what ends up happening is that during this time when we fast, when we submit our flesh our desires to the spirit of God, to our spirit, what ends up happening is that our spirit begins to speak to us and we are able to understand. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. And so, and, and, and sometimes what it looks like, and during this time, it might have happened to you that maybe you're driving down the road, maybe you're at the house, and all of a sudden, this thought just comes to you out of the blue, and it, and it was probably something like, you know what? Instead of uh, playing video games until four o'clock in the morning, I think I'm going to cut it back one hour and I'm going to pray and read for one hour every day. That's not the devil. I can guarantee you that. That's your spirit. And during this time, maybe you thought to yourself and you said, you know, I really need to stop doing that. I really need to start doing this. I need to change this. I need to go and ask for forgiveness. It was just a quick thought. It was a random thought. You weren't even thinking that was God. That was the spirit of God in you. So if you can remember those things, it's important that you write them down. And I think I told you guys to do this during that time to write them down, because what ends up happening is as soon as the fast is over, the flesh comes running full, full speed at you because it wants its fleshly desires again. It wants to be rebellious again. It wants to continue to smoke. It wants to continue to curse. It wants to continue to look at uh, porn on, online. It wants to continue to say these things and, and to think all of these thoughts. It wants to continue to lead you to sin. But if you write the things down that you know the Spirit of God spoke to you during the fast, then you can hold yourself accountable. And write down, if you're able to do this, write down or, or speak it in your voice memo and describe how you felt, describe what you feel in the moment, because I guarantee you there's going to come a time where you don't feel victorious. There's going to come a time this year that you won't feel the same way that you feel now. But if you go back to what you wrote down, if you go back to what you recorded on your voice memo, you're going to realize that God delivered you once. He can do it again. So it's important that you write these things down, write down the victories that God has given you. And so during these 21 days, I know God gave many people victories. 
God gave many people breakthroughs in their life. So what I want to do is after service, get with me because I want to record these videos. Not because we want people to be like, oh, look what we're doing and you're not. No, I want people to know that, you know what? That dude's 13 years old. I can do that too. Man, she's 17. She was struggling with that. She believed God and God came through. I want that for my life. So what we want to do is inspire people because we want other people to be on fire for Jesus as well. Can you say amen? amen? Whether they come to our church or don't come to our church, maybe some people will inspire that we'll never meet, we'll never know of until we get to heaven. But that's the reason we do what we do. When we do it with the correct intentions and with the pure heart, then God's going to do the rest. We're not doing this because we want to be social media famous, because we want people look at my stuff. No, it's not, it's not any of that. And I had to wrestle with God because I told God, I said, God, I don't want to record. I don't want to do any of these things because I, I, I know that there is a part of me that likes the attention, but I don't want that stuff. I don't want it. And it wasn't until I died 100% to that. I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, I started a podcast and I would do it on Tuesdays and people started messaging me and, and, and texting. Oh, wow, it's so amazing. This is so great. And it started to get to me until God spoke to me and said, stop. And so I had to die completely to those desires. And now that God said, now I want you to do it. I didn't want to do it. I was like, I don't want to do that. So you have to understand when you die to your desires completely, then God gives you those desires of your heart. That's what the Bible means by delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Because now I don't do it because, oh, I want people to know me. I want people to hear me. No, I want people to be encouraged. I want people to be inspired. I want people to believe. I want people to be on fire with the Holy Spirit, just like we are. Can you say amen? amen. So write these things down. Write um, what God has spoken to you and don't let yourself go off into another direction. The Bible says, Psalm 103, verse seven, it says, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. Why is this important? This is very important because of the following reason. Because Israel got to see the miracles of God, the great move of God, but Moses got to know who God is. Moses got to know the heart of God. Do you want to know why? Because he continued in prayer and fasting. That's why you want to stay close to God this year. You want to get to know God. You want to go into a deeper level with God. Then continue in prayer. It's not easy because there will always be someone fighting back against that. But the Bible tells me that I have victory. Why? Because the Bible tells me that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. So a person that stays in prayer and constant prayer is a person that cannot be moved. You don't know who's going to be president. You don't know what's going to happen with the market. You don't know what's going on in the world. And, and so you start seeing all these things on social media and all they do is transmit worry. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what's going on. A person that continues and is steady in prayer is a person that lives and walks in peace. Amen. There is no problem in your family that will move you. Yeah, maybe it'll make you sad. Maybe you'll cry, but you continue in peace. Jesus said, my peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. And I don't give you peace the, world, the way that the world gives peace. So the peace that Jesus gives us is a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes, it's true. You should be down and out. You should be depressed. But because you have Jesus and you continue in prayer, you're a person who lives in peace and continues to walk in peace. 
And so Moses lived this, lived this way. He was in the desert for 40 years. But even throughout those 40 years, not only did he see the hand of God move, he got to know God. And a person that gets to know God is a person that dies to their desires, is a person that dies to their fleshly desires. And the moment that you get to die to yourself and you say, I don't want to be seen. I want Jesus to be seen. That's the moment that Jesus exalts you because Jesus knows God knows that if he exalts a person who is dead to himself, to herself, that person will always give the glory to God. And you can tell the people who carry power is people who don't want to be seen, but because of the ministry God's given them, because of the calling that God's given them, whether it's to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be an entrepreneur, whatever it is, because of that, they have to be seen. But there are so many people that go unseen, but they work under the power of God. I was this time when we were in, in, in Africa, I met this, uh, the pastor, so El Pastor Hilario, the missionary that, that we support, he started his, the first church in Dakar and he left another pastor in charge. And then he went to another city called Luga where there was no Christians at all, at all. There was not a single Christian church there. So he went to go start the first one. And that's why we went to inaugurate the school and all of that. But the pastor in Dakar, his name is Pastor Abel. He's from Nigeria. He's from Nigeria. And so I was like, hey, pastor, um, he grabbed the mic. And as soon as he started preaching, I was like, man, this dude carries power. I look at Sergio and Sergio's like, you feel that? And I was like, dude, yeah, you feel that? He's like, yeah. And I was like, bro, this dude, I, I don't know what's up. And so he's sitting there, he's sitting there preaching. He's like, and the, the word of God says, and I was like, man, come on now. You know, I don't know if it was the accent, but I was going to try it today just to see, you know, if there was more power. I don't know if it has got to do with the accent or not. So then afterwards, he, I, 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 I said, hey, can you pray for us? He goes, yes, I felt in my spirit. I need to pray for you, too. And I was like, oh, OK, we, we're on the same page. So he prayed for us. Then we went outside and we were talking. He said, would you like would you like to go around the community? And I said, the what? The community? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. So I gave him a mic and I, I put my phone. He goes, you must hide your phone here. I said, okay, where do we go? Do not point. And I go, okay, that was the first thing the man said. So we're turning the corner. He goes, that right there, that is a mosque. And I go, that's the mosque. He goes, do not point. I said, my bad, man. <laughs> so anyways, we were chatting up. We walked around town and he starts telling me about, uh, he kept saying, the marabu, the marabu. And I was like, the amount of blue, the amount, what is, is that an English word? Well, marabu is the witch doctor, the warlock in that community. Every community has a chief. And so nothing can be done without the chief's approval. I'll give you the short version. Long story short, we talk, we go to, we pass another mosque. And he says, if you look to your right, do not point. And he said, that, that is a mosque. And I go, oh, okay. He goes, that is where they train children. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. To be jihadist. I said, what? I said, so you telling me those kids right there, they're going to strap a bomb at some point in their lives and they're going to kill somebody? He goes, yes. And I was like, bro. So anyway, so then he decides to stop in front of the, 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 the mosque there. And I'm kind of like, mm. you never know, man. And so we're talking and, and then he starts telling me about this warlock guy. And, and I'm telling you this for the following reason, because a Christian who has power, you don't need to be a pastor or minister. You just need to be a person who lives in holiness and who is living in prayer every day. So this man, um, he says, when I moved to the community, he said, the, the witch doctor of this community tried to drive me out. 
He said, and his son is another witch doctor and has dreads all the way down to the floor. It touches the ground. I was like, man, that sounds like some alien versus predator type stuff. I was like, bro, I'm like, he's sitting there telling me in my mind somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so he says, and he walks and the people would follow him. And I go, oh, wow, that's crazy. He says, yes, this is a very diabolical man. And I was like, oh, snap. And then, so he's telling me, he says, when I came, he says, he tried to, to kick me out, to push me out in the spirit. And I go, oh, yeah? And he says, yeah. He says, I, was, I had a dream, he said, and there was birds on the, on the trees and, and, and the birds were making noise. And in the dream, I understood this is a spirit that's trying to overpower me. So in the dream, he said, I started praying and then I woke up. He said, I woke up and I prayed and prayed. And he said, and I remember in the dream, the birds started crying. He goes, and that's when I knew God gave me the victory. So I started praying and praying. He said, and I started fasting. And I said, Lord, I take authority and dominion over this place. And so he said, after that happened, he said, he went out to the street. And when he went out to the street, this dude with the dreadlocks was out there. And everybody goes to him and looks down because he's the most powerful one there. He said, but not me. And I was like, okay. So he, he said he walked and he saw him. And he said, when I saw him in his eyes, he said, do you want to know what he did? And I was like, yeah, what did he do? He said, he looked down. And I was like, oh, wow. He goes, because I have power. He said, in this community, in the spiritual world, give the Lord a round of applause. He said, because, he said, in the spiritual realm, the one who is in charge is the one who has more power. He said, so... If I am going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in this community, I must also have power. And he said, when I came, he said, the person of less power stays underneath. He said, and they recognize that. And I was like, wow. And so he was telling me the story. He said, now they come to me and ask for permission. Hey, can we do this celebration? And I can tell him yes or no. He said, and I just got here a couple of years ago. This man has been here for years. I said, wow. He said, let me tell you, let me tell you a story. I said, okay. And I have all this on video. I'm going to try to edit it to where you guys can watch it on, on social media. Um, but um, he, he tells me that they were having some sort of ceremony or, 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 or party or celebration. He said, and I didn't know. And I gave them permission. I said, that's okay. And so he said, they started killing uh, goats and, and, and chickens and spraying blood everywhere. And then, and then they started burying the animals and all, all kinds of crazy things. He goes, it's diabolical. But this is also Islam. This is a whole side of Islam that I didn't even know. And he said, all of these are Muslims. He said, and so they did this. And the guy that's in charge, he said, he's a witch. But he calls himself a Muslim. I said, okay. So he said, they started doing this celebration. He goes, and this celebration went on for many days. He said, and I got tired of it. So do you know what I did? I said, what did you do? He said, I went to the house and I started praying. I said, Lord, let it rain. Make it rain so they can stop. Make it rain so they can stop. He said, he said, brother, it rained. Do you know for how long? I said, for how long? He said, it rained for like two or three days. He said, but the water that stayed, he, it, and I have it on video, it's like a little pond. He said, it, there was water all over the section when they were having the celebration and the sacrifices. He said, there was water for three months, and they couldn't do anything for three months. I said, are you serious? He goes, yes, they finally gave up, and they haven't asked for permission since. I said, well, praise God. And so he said, yes, this is a very diabolical man. I was like, yeah, I, I heard you. <laughs> and you know what he said? He looks at me, he goes, would you like to meet him? I said, what? 
And I look at him, and in the video, he goes, he looks at me, and he says, he pauses, he goes, are you okay? I go, yeah, no, we're good, we're good. He goes, okay, let's go. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. I say, yeah, amen. So we went, and then he said, what we just did, he said, no man can enter his house without setting an appointment, and he has to approve, and people walk on their knees to his front door he said and they sit in the sand for hours and hours until in the sun until he decides to come out he said but because we have more authority than him he said he comes to us he said so we walk into his house whatever he's doing he has to stop and come attend us and I was like okay okay Jesus we see you so I tell you guys this for for the following reason because a person who lives in prayer a person that is calls himself a Christian, must live a life of prayer. But not only that, let's go to Hebrews. Because there was, there's something very important. And I'll close off with this. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14. The Bible says, strive for peace with everyone. Say with me, with everyone. everyone. With everyone. Now, there are people you can't be peaceful with. Because they just have a rebellious heart. You can't be peaceful as long as you try. You cannot. There are people who have a fake sense of humility and you can't be, at, you can't be peaceful with them. But the Bible says, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness. Say with me, holiness. holiness. Without which no one will see the Lord. Without what? Holiness. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Holiness in Spanish is santidad. Holiness does not mean religiosity. It does not mean that you're religious. Oh, I don't wear makeup. I don't wear jeans because, you know, the Bible says jeans were not, they didn't exist in Bible times, just so you know. Oh, I don't wear earrings because it makes me more holy. No, it's none of that. That's being religious. But why is it important to have holiness? The reason it's important is for the following reason. You remember when I, when I told you, the pastor said, are you okay? You know what he was really asking? Are you free from sin? Are you living right before God? Because you can fast all you want. You can do the 21 days of fasting. You can sing. You can come to youth group. But if you're not living in the holiness, when no one is seeing you, when no one is watching you, when no one else is with you, if you're not living in holiness before God, then you have no power because the devil will strip every piece of power away from you. And so the pastor, when he asked, are you okay? That's what he was really asking. Because I, I want to tell you this, the mediocrity of Christianity may work in the United States of America. Because if you're a mediocre pastor, you're going to have a mediocre congregation. And it's going to be okay and it's going to work and nobody can know. If you know how to say the right things, if you have amazing talent... And you can sing and play and, and do worship, but your heart's not right. You have bitterness in your heart. You're not living right before God. You're mad at your brother, your sister. You have unforgiveness in your heart and you're ministering like that. The people won't tell because the people themselves are also living in mediocrity. They're also mediocre Christians, so they can't tell. So that kind of Christianity may very well work here in the United States up until a certain point. But that kind of Christianity will never work in another country. Because in another country, either you're 100% in or you're not. If I would have gone on that trip and I would have been like, well, I'm kind of here and I'm kind of there. The moment I walked into that dude's house, brother, there would have been demons all above me. And I would have been defeated. Because I, I don't want 
the kind of Christianity that only works in the United States. I want to be a Christian that's full of the power of the Holy Spirit that not only works in America, but also works in Central America, in Europe, in Asia, in Africa. Those are the type of Christians that God is looking for. That's what it means to be a real Christian, that you carry power, that you have character that backs you up, that you don't say yes one day and then you say no the other day, that people can't count on you. Don't be the famous type of person that says, I'll let you know. And what that means is no, but I'm not man enough. I'm such a coward that I can't tell you yes or no. Be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Don't let the world define who you are. So the Bible says without holiness, with without no one will see the Lord. If we don't live in holiness, we'll never see the Lord. If we don't live in prayer, we won't have the power of the Holy Spirit. You can sing all you want. You can talk about the Holy Spirit all you want. But unless you're living in prayer and you're in his word and you're living in holiness, that's the only way that you can retain that victory and retain that power. And always remember this. God is not like us. God is not a toy that you play with. And you say, you know what? I'm, I'm for real, God. I did these 21 days and man, I'm full in. I'm victory. 2024 is my year. <laughs> 21 day fast is over. And you're like, ah, I don't really know about that. I, you know, I just, it's just hard, man. You know, there's ups and there's downs. And there's ups and there's downs for mediocre people. For people who are not living in the word. Though tough times may come, you know what sustains me? Is the word of God. The Bible says that King David, he had, he became a king, he sinned before God, but guess what? He didn't have ups and downs. You know what happened? You read it in Psalms. He was continuous in his relationship with God. Moses didn't have ups or downs. He was continuous in his relationship with God. Now, that does not mean that you're not going to feel sad. That does not mean that you're not going to feel like you don't want to go to church. We all go through that. What do I mean by ups and downs? It means that I'm not going to let my emotions take power over me I'm going to always let the spirit of God and what the word of God says take power over my emotions my emotions may be a little weird but my actions will never be up and down I don't feel like coming to church but I'm going to go I don't feel like worshiping but I'm going to worship to the point where nobody will ever know that I was ever going through something to live a life so pure and holy before God that even the people around you don't know that you're going through the worst crisis of your life. The Bible says that Job, even his wife said, just curse God and die. But Job never cursed God. The trial drew him even closer to God. So I want to encourage you this year. Don't live a life of ups and downs. Live a life of victory, of up and up and up. When you go home, go watch the movie Up as a reminder. Amen. Let's stand to our feet.